Hey friends, Andy Jenkins. For the last couple weeks, I've been here on the podcast talking about the soul and the spirit, the difference between those two inner unseen realities, those two parts of each of us. Now, here's, here's where we get that. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, May the God of peace sanctify you completely holy. May he sanctify you. And he, and he typically reverses the order that we would use. He says, May he sanctify you spirit, soul, and body. Those are three different aspects of us. We, we typically realize the body is different than the soul, uh, we recognize the body's different than the spirit. However, we often blur those second two that I just mentioned with each other. M- many times we think that the spirit and the soul, yeah, what's the difference between that? This is that. That's yeah. You know, th- th- we we just think that there's an outer person and there's an inner person. But here, biblically, what we see is that the body is different than the soul. The soul is different than the spirit. The spirit is certainly different than the body. There's there's three parts of us, in other words, body, soul, and spirit. And the key to living out uh, really what we'd call a resurrected life, living out a whole life, living out of this completeness, it's not to squelch the soul. The soul is not evil. However, the, the best way to live out uh, the resurrected life is to live out of the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that now lives in you is to live out of the spirit. So it's to take everything that comes in through the soul. So the mindset that comes in through the soul, the uh, feelings that come in through the soul, the interpretation of data from the world around you that comes in from the soul, and to submit all of that to the spirit inside of you, which is one with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me reference you down to the show notes there, because before I get going too far, I want to highlight to you that I have included several resources for you. Number one is I've I've put a link there to the previous two talks, because both of those talks have everything to do with what I'm talking about here. Number two is I've also linked to something I linked to in the previous episode, which is the Emotional Wholeness Checklist. That's a video where I really talk about um, what we discussed previous episode is recognizing your feelings, learning how to read what they say, and then submit them to the spirit and respond in a healthy way, not just reacting from raw emotion. So there's there's a video where I teach that. I also put a video link down below. There's no opt-in. You don't have to supply an email address. You're not going to be sold anything where I really talk about body, soul, and spirit, where, where you can really see some teaching of the difference between these three. And then there's a link down there. You'd have to pay a little bit for this resource if you want it. There's a free book that I've put a link down to in the show notes. The book, Purpose, How to Find and Fulfill God's Plan for Your Life. That is a resource that's available for you. I've bought several of them. I've placed them uh, down in the shipping station in our garage where we kind of run everything from our business. And if you pay the shipping and handling, we will send you a book. And, and I know, why don't you just send me a book? I, I mean, if you want an ebook, send me an email and I'll shoot it over to you. But, uh, you know, goodness, you put a little skin in the game, I'll get you the book. You pay the shipping and handling, it is on the way. We got a bunch of them in bulk. We will give it to you. All those resources are there. Okay, now here's here's what I want to say. Let, let me kind of shift back into the talk. Commercials 
out of the way. Uh, so often, uh, I, I want to emphasize this. What I'm talking about doesn't change your eternal destination. It doesn't change your trajectory of where you're headed. So often people think, well, well what are you saying? Like I'm, I'm deficient or I'm lacking. No, no, no. Here's what I am saying. Your experience, this side of heaven, will be transformed dramatically based on how you apply uh, this teaching as well as well as some others. And, it, and it's not that I've got an angle on it. I don't have like some newfound revelation or something that nobody else has said. So I'm, I'm not saying like, hey, I found the solution for everybody. No, 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 not, not at all. What, what I'm saying clearly is that if you live from the soul, if you live from your emotions, which are given to you by God to interact with the world around you, soul given to you by God, it's the seed of your personality. It's how we know you. It's, it's one of the best parts of you when it's functioning in a healthy way. But if you live from the soul without submitting it to the spirit, you will find yourself at some point in a ditch. Your soul was designed to align with the spirit. Your soul was not designed to kind of do its own thing and, you know, be the engine that drives everything going on. People in our culture think that, well, I felt it. So, you know, that they made me feel like this. So I just, yeah, that, I mean, you see where that gets us, right? You can still feel it, but then you submit it to the spirit and then you respond in a healthy way. That's what we talked about in the previous episode. Let, let me read you this first. I want, I want to build on that idea again without getting too much into a rewind, because if you want the rewind, you can just re-listen, right? Or listen for the first time. Paul tells us this, Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit. Now, now that's how you and I live. Okay, Jesus said to Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So the new birth, the second birth, being born again, uh, being uh, saved, that is a supernatural spiritual birth. What Paul's saying here, since we live by the Spirit, Galatians 5.25, let us, great phrase, keep in step with the Spirit. We live by the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. So a couple things. First of all, this verse does remind us that we are born of the Spirit. Uh, let's think back to that story. When Nicodemus asked Jesus how a grown man could be born again, Jesus explained the nature of this new birth. So let, let me just read part of the conversation, okay? So here it is, John 3, 4 through 7. Nicodemus came to him by night and said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Because the phrase was, can a man be born again? How, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus answered, Red letter right here in the text. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a man is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Now, right there, a couple of great, easy, insightful phrases if we, we just take a little bit of time to unpack them. Um, so right here, Jesus referred to being born of the water and of being born of the Spirit. Um, when, when someone's born of the water, uh, you, you know what happens at physical birth. Your mother's, quote, water breaks when she goes into 
labor, unless it's a cesarean section, it's just kind of this natural thing where the amniotic fluid, the sac there, boom, breaks, water breaks. You're born of the water when you're physically born. So Nicodemus is saying, wait, wait, wait how, how can a full-grown man, <laughs> because it's a marvel that a full-size baby even kind of makes it out of the stomach, out of the uterus here. How, can a full-grown man like go back into his mother's womb? That, that sounds impossible. And Jesus says, yeah, it is. You're not, you're not understanding. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. So when you're physically born, the first time you show up on this planet, you are flesh. The second birth, it's a totally different kind of birth. You're not born of the water. You're not physically born again. It's not like a, a let's go redo it another time uh, the same way. It is a completely different type of birth. Jesus teaches spirit birth, very different experience than physical birth. Uh, by, by the way, this entire phrase, you recognize this. I, I don't see the posters up uh, lately that say this. Like for a while, when I was growing up, you always saw in the end zone of a football field, John 3.16. John 3.16 is the context of this John 3, 4 through 7. So if you continued reading, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus continues talking, and he says, all of this is because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3, 16, which continues, run on sentence. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. How are they saved? They're born of the spirit. Born, not necessarily born again uh, in uh, the first way a second time. It is a completely different type of birth. So according to this, what we've talked about so far in this episode is you and I are born of the Spirit. That, that's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Okay, you got to be born uh, a second time in a different way. When you're born that second time, it is spiritual birth. You show up on this planet, you have the body, you got the soul. <laughs> you even have the spirit. The spirit's just inside of you, dead. And then it's boom, in Christ it's awakened. Okay, in Christ, boom, that thing becomes fully alive. It's born now, now your spirit, and Paul says, Galatians 5.25, continuing to live by the spirit is the best way to move forward in life. The phrase he used was keep in step with the spirit. Now, this keep in step, it's a great term. Keep in step is a marching term. Uh, as soldiers, army, uh, march step for step, stride for stride, beat for beat, Cadence for cadence with the officer that's in front of them that's kind of calling out the rhythm of how they move forward. Paul says we should align ourselves in the same way with the Spirit. Again, just kind of think back to the previous episode, the previous talk. We don't want to keep in step with the soul. We don't want to keep in step with our feelings. We don't want to keep in step with how our emotions are going because our emotions, oh goodness, can't they just hijack you and swipe you from one place to the other? No, no, we want to align ourselves with the Spirit and many times in the same way that a soldier must tune out the environment around him or her, really pushing out what the enemy might be doing 
pushing out the danger that might be around the corner, pushing out some of the old entanglements, your concerns, pushing out even some of the good things that could preoccupy you right then while you're in the middle of battle. We want to step in line by tuning ourselves to the cadence of Christ. Uh, in that same book, Galatians 3.3, there's another great phrase. Paul says this, after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Uh, that is, after beginning this life that Christ calls you to, after being born again by the Holy Spirit, you know, your sins are forgiven by Jesus being resurrected by the Spirit. You're invited into this new life by the Spirit. You're called into this new life by the Spirit awakening something in you, having been Beginning in this new life by the Spirit, are you trying now to accomplish the purposes that God has for you, the plans He's foreordained for you? Are you trying to do that in your own human strength? And we go, no, 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 no. No, I'm not doing that from the flesh. I don't want to do that from the soul. And the correlation here is to continue walking in the Spirit, to keep in line with the Spirit to continue in that cadence of Christ. Like, like Paul might even say, hey, look, if you could trust God for your salvation, if you could trust him for your eternal destination after you're dead, you're buried, and really we don't see where you go, if you can trust him for that, surely you can trust him for the stuff that's here that's so much in the grander scheme of things smaller, right? Uh, there, there's another phrase. And I I realize we're kind of layering idea upon idea upon idea here. In Romans 8, 14, there's this great phrase, and I think I want to land here and then probably end here. Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So so put the ideas together here. I've, I've looked at really three verses. The first one, John 3, 5 through 7, you're born of the Spirit. The second one, Paul says, having been born by the Spirit, then keep in step with the Spirit. Keep walking stride for stride with the Spirit. And he kind of gave us that sub-warning right there in Galatians 3, 3. Like, hey, wait, don't do it in your own effort, right? So you're born of the Spirit. Keep in stride with the Spirit. Don't do it in your own effort. And then right here says, the ones who stay in step with the Spirit and are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Okay, so that phrase right there, the sons of God, that title, that statement, let's really unpack that because there are two different options right there that Paul could use for son. Option number one is this, technon in the Greek language. That's the language Paul was writing in, technon. They've got a different alphabet than us, but if you were transliterating it into the English, it would just be kind of T-E-C-K-N-O-N, technon. Technon means child or immature offspring. Uh, This son, a technon, is clearly a son of the father. There is a relationship there. It is an offspring. There's no question as to the relationship. That is a technon. The second word that he could use is huos. Okay, again, different alphabet, but let me just spell it out how you would transliterate it into the English so you can kind of see it in your mind's eye. H-U-O-I-S. H-U-O-I-S. It refers to a mature son, an heir. 
Uh, this is the son who receives the inheritance of the father. It is based on, it's based on maturity. Now, here, here's what I would say. Anybody can be a technon. A technon, again, as a child, is an immature offspring. The relationship is secure. The relationship is solid. However, only the mature are huos. So to be certain, both remain sons, but one of those types of sons gets to experience more of the father's wealth, gets to experience the father's abundance, gets to receive and walk in the father's goodness and grace, and gets to experience more freedom. Okay, here, here's another way to say it. You're a technine by virtue of your birth. Uh, you're a technine, let's just put it in spiritual language, you're a technine, an immature offspring, an heir, certain about relationship. You're a technine by virtue of being born again of the Spirit. You're a huos. You're a mature son, an heir or, or daughter. <laughs> You're mature by virtue of your growth. That is, by virtue of keeping in step with the Spirit by virtue of aligning your soul with the Spirit, by virtue of submitting your soul to the Spirit, by virtue of marching to the beat of the cadence of Christ. Now, the word used right here in Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. It's this, those who are led by the Spirit of God are huos. They're mature. So, so what Paul's saying is you can still be connected to your heavenly father. You can still have this relationship. You can still have your eternal destiny secure. You can still be a technon, but not be led by the son of God. However, if you're going to experience the goodness, the grace the abundance, oh, that's where you got to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the huos. Let me read it like maybe I would just translate it. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the mature ones. Mature sons of God demonstrate it by walking in sync with and being led by the Spirit. Immature sons don't. Both are still sons, though. Okay, so to, like to be clear, we don't earn our sonship by walking in the Spirit. That is, we don't earn our sonship by living from the Spirit inside of us instead of living from the soul. We're sons, we're daughters either way, just as, if you remember this story, the prodigal son, the older brother, was out in the field kind of working and slaving away, literally trying to earn his position in the house. Um... We don't earn our position by aligning ourselves. That position is secure. However, we display maturity. We display our growth. We access more of the power and vision of heaven when we walk in maturity. Okay, so, so, so everybody can be a technon. But the ones who are led by the Spirit, that's what Paul's saying. The ones who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Okay, so, so put it all together. Let, let me like flip, look right here in Scripture. Uh, you must be born of the Spirit. John 3, 5 through 7. 
right? Nicodemus, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Different kind of birth, different kind, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. When you're born of the spirit, you are at that point, new birth, different kind of birth. You are a technon. You are a child of God. Paul asked the questions like, hey, since we're born of the Spirit, though, the the best way to continue is to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Like the the life that you've been called to, since we live by the Spirit, he says, since the Spirit's the one that gave us life, Galatians 5.25, let us keep in step with the Spirit. He even says, Galatians 3.3, after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by your human effort? To which we would say, no, 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 why why would we do that? And then he comes along in Romans 8, 14 and says, yeah, yeah, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the huos. They are the mature ones. You don't have to be led by the Spirit of God to be a son of God. You don't have to be led by the Spirit of God to be a child of God. But to access the power and provision of heaven on this side, on this side, you're a technon, you're, you're a child by virtue of your birth. You're a huos, you're a mature one by virtue of your growth. Do you see it? You know what? I'm going to put it down. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to let you sit in that. And then I'm going to come back in another episode and we're going to say, okay, all right, what do we do from here? What's next? I'm going to sign off all the links down in the show notes for everything you need to really take the next step here. My prayer for you is that the Lord would bless you. The Lord would keep you. He'd be gracious to you. He'd shine his face of intense favor upon you, that you would let it sink down into you, that you are, first of all, a child of God, and that is secure. You don't work. You don't grow. You don't mature to earn the relationship. The relationship stands. You can't lose it. You can't leave it. It is secure. But Paul asked the question, He says, hey, since we're born in the Spirit, wouldn't aligning ourselves with the Spirit, wouldn't that be the best possible way to move forward? Since we're born in the Spirit, since we're brought into the Spirit by virtue of the Spirit, dare we try to continue this on our own strength? And the answer would be no, because those who are led by the Spirit, oh, those are the ones who are mature. Those are the ones who inherit. Those are the ones who have access to God's power and provision for every area of life. May you sense the cadence of Christ, the rhythm of the Spirit, and may you align with that. Grace and peace, I'll see you again soon.